This is Elizabeth Smith McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, July the 25th. My mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to represent you, the people of Cumberland North. I work for you, the people, building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people. Together with you, we build on the pillars from the strength of our veterans and those who've come before us. Excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, entrepreneurship and business, and arts and culture. The work as an MLA is always diverse and always interesting. Last week in politics, some of the issues that I worked on included roads, lack of grading, gravel, lack of roadside vegetation management, bridge repairs that are needed, healthcare and medicine, lack of paramedics, lack of emergency health services, provincial budget, fiscal management, power bills from Nova Scotia Power, seniors struggling to pay bills and maintain their homes and manage their homes with repairs, students accessing financing and employment insurance, accessibility issues, subsequent unaffordable prices of fuel, food, and housing due to the rising inflation rates, PTSD and veterans, homelessness, addictions and recovery, businesses trying to find supports, lack of available housing for locals as well as newcomers, such as persons from Ukraine who have um, fled their war-torn country. They're looking for jobs and housing in our area. The high cancer rates in Cumberland County, human trafficking in Amherst, the rise in crystal meth use and addictions, continued challenges due to pandemic and COVID, Pharmacare formulary deficiencies, domestic abuse, lack of enforcement by the justice system of domestic abuse and their victims, lack of access to primary care by family physicians and nurse practitioners, long wait times for the lab at hospital for blood work, lack of recruitment of nurses, ER renovation delays at Cumberland Regional, as well as the delay in the permanent and temporary dialysis unit being done. There are more issues, but identifying them could potentially compromise confidentiality, so I will not name all of the issues that I worked on last week, but it just gives you a bit of an idea of some of the issues that I'm working on. Most of the issues require um, long-term fixes, and I find in my job that nothing happens quickly but through determination and dedication, which are two of my foundational principles, we can create fixes and solutions for the problems that we face. So I will continue to do that. And there's absolutely no shortage of problems that come my way. And I find that I get a lot of people contacting me, not just from Cumberland North, but from other areas in Cumberland County and throughout the province of Nova Scotia, which I'm thankful for. I'm glad that I've got a reputation of being a hard worker and getting things done. But of course, that creates um, more work for my staff and I. But thankfully, I'm surrounded by incredible people, 
uh, not just in my office, but also uh, in our community and people that are willing to work with me to find fixes for any problem that we face, both local, provincial, and beyond. So for that, I'm very thankful. And if you're listening, and if you want to help work on any issue, please contact me because as you know, the more people working on an issue, the greater chance that we're going to get it fixed. Of course, there are some things we cannot change, and that includes the weather. But like everything, we can control how we respond. We are experiencing very high temperatures here in Nova Scotia right now, so please take care of yourself. Look after others as well that are vulnerable to the heat, including our elderly. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Drink lots of water and keep us cool as much as possible. So the legislature, the Nova Scotia House of Assembly, is reconvening this week. Although I did request us to reconvene back on June the 2nd so that us legislators could discuss measures to combat the rising inflation rates as well as find ways to reduce the prices of fuel, food, and housing, my request was denied. However, the Premier has recalled us back to the legislature tomorrow on Tuesday to block a wage increase for MLAs and a wage uh, decrease for himself. Keeping in mind, he is the third highest premier paid in the country and MLAs are the 10th lowest paid in the country. Although this is disappointing, I am looking forward to working with other MLAs collaboratively to address the problems that matter to you, everyday Nova Scotians. I will be in Halifax, however, my constituency office will remain open and my assistant Dan will be there to respond to any concerns brought forward. The phone number for the office is 902-661-2288. If you are interested in reading the 360-page document that was introduced by the Independent Review Panel, please let me know and my office can send you that document. The number one issue last week with messages from constituents was roads. Road conditions, lack of gravel, lack of grading, Uh, potholes and paved roads and roadsides. And the number one road that I get the most complaints about is trunk six. And I'm very concerned that the Department of Public Works is backtracking on getting some of the work done that I was told would be done this summer. Now, I know that across the entire province that this is happening due to the high increases in construction costs. But as you and I both know, here in this area, there's work that needs to be done. So I will be continuing to request this work on your behalf. Now this past weekend, my husband and I spent the weekend in Cape Breton. He was playing in a golf tournament. Those of you that know my husband know that uh, he's been a golfer since he was about two years of age and even competed um pretty competitively when he was around 17 or 18, winning a golf tournament in Bermuda, representing uh, on Nova Scotia team, uh, junior team. So anyway, he's very good. And every summer he likes to play in at least two tournaments. So he played in the Nova Scotia mid-amateur at Lingan in Cape Breton this weekend. So we were there. I worked from the bed and breakfast that we rented, as well as spent time with our daughter, who's studying nursing at Cape Breton University right now. But while I was in Cape Breton on the weekend, I was able to have a few meetings with some former MLAs, as well as others in political uh, circles there. 
And while I was traveling throughout Cape Breton, I I was noticing that the conditions in Cape Breton are exactly the same as what we're seeing here in Cumberland County. The roadsides are not trimmed, the ditches have not been cleaned, and the road conditions uh, of the paved roads were pretty horrendous, to be honest. Um, When my husband and I travel, uh, we kind of have this pattern where he loves to drive and I love to work. So I usually use my hotspot on my phone and get out my laptop and respond to emails, send emails, and do my MLA work while we're traveling. And the road conditions were so bad in Cape Breton that I literally couldn't even keep the laptop still on my lap due to the uh, numerous bumps in the road. So I want to just pass that on to those of you listening here in Cumberland so that you know we are not alone, uh, that clearly there are deficiencies in, through Public Works Department, former known as Department of Transportation or Department of Highways, there's deficiencies province-wide. That is not an excuse or does not mean that we should not get improvements done here in our area. But uh, I just want you to know that we are not alone here in Cumberland with the, the, the road and public work deficiencies. So I do have a suggestion, and some of you listening may like it, and some of you may not like it. And I did speak to the area managers for Public Works here last week just to clarify if it was okay from their perspective if I made a suggestion for this. That is, if you're able to uh, mow or trim the roadsides beside your property, my request is to do that if you're able. And Recently, the previous week, I was in Prince Edward Island for a day with some family that were visiting from California. And it's just amazing how much better uh, the people in Prince Edward Island manicure and manage their lawns. And many of them mow right out in up into the ditch and onto the roadside. It's very obvious. It's dramatically different from here in Nova Scotia. And I believe if we all um, tried to do that to our own properties, that it would help the women and the men that work for Public Works, and it would also help to improve the aesthetics of Cumberland North and our, our beautiful area. We have such a beautiful area, and when tourists come, we want to show it off. So my recommendation today which again, some of you will like and some of you won't. Some of you will be saying, well, it's not my job. It's the job of public works. I'm paying enough in taxes. It should be done. I agree with you. However, it's not being done and it's not being done province-wide. So let's take control. Let's do what we can individually and collectively in our communities to help improve the aesthetics and improve the look of our properties and of our roadsides. So I'm taking the initiative myself and my, actually my my sons are, have been helping me, but our own property along Trunk 6, um, I am uh, trimming the ditches and the roadsides along our property. My neighbor, Henry Canole, he, he did that a few years ago and it's beautiful. So if any of you are able to, I am requesting that we all collectively do that and together we can improve the conditions of our roadsides here in Cumberland North. I will continue to advocate for Public Works to do the needed and necessary repairs and work on Trunk 6, Howard's Bridge, Wallace Bridge, Ferry Road, and the numerous gravel roads 
and other roads that require work. And I will continue with a strong relationship and, and communication with those in public works here in Cumberland North. Last week, I had a meeting with the founder of In the Works, a social enterprise, and I want to pass on to you some positive news about that. This is an organization, a, a nonprofit organization that was started to help come up with some solutions for youth that are that have struggles with mental illness as well as drug addictions to help them reintegrate back into the workforce so that they can contribute as well as uh, benefit themselves from being a working uh, part of the labor force here in Cumberland County as well as Nova Scotia. So they're, they're progressing along. If you are in the town of Amherst, drive by the credit union on Prince Arthur Street. The credit union have provided a building uh, right beside them to be renovated, and it's being renovated. The work is being led by Nick Trenum, and he is him and his crew. They are just an amazing construction crew that most recently actually renovated the entire old uh, Scottsburn milk plant. So Nick Trenum and his crew are working with In the Works, a social enterprise, to renovate and re- rebuild that that uh, building beside the credit union. And that is going to be the home of In the Works, a social enterprise. And some of the first uh, youth working with the re- this recovery program are working with Nick, uh, helping to do the construction work for this. So they're learning uh, carpentry skills and construction skills. So that's what we that's what we want. So I wanted just to pass on that great news. This organization does now have charitable status through Canada Revenue Agency. And if you're listening and you want to help out this great organization that is going to help transform the lives of many youth in our community, please consider reaching out. Uh, they are on Facebook. Uh, the organization. Again, it's In the Works, a social enterprise. And if you're not able to find it, or if you're not on Facebook, give my office a call and we can connect you with Erica Casey, who's the lead and founder of In the Works. I also want to mention there are wellness funds available through the Nova Scotia Health Authority. Colleen Dow is the chair. The She's an employee of Nova Scotia Health and her job is to coordinate the community health boards here in Cumberland County. There's three of them, and she helps work with people in the community in her job to um, help do community assessments and look at what are the health needs of our area. So she will help you if you need help to apply for a wellness fund, and it it has to be done by a nonprofit. Um, I think the most the highest amount that the grant is is around $5,000 and but there's all kinds of great small community projects that have been done in our area over the last number of years so if you're interested please contact my office and we can send you the link to apply for one of these wellness funds. This last weekend was an incredibly active weekend here in Cumberland North. One of the big highlights was the fire fit challenge and where we saw people come from all over uh, to competing with uh, the FireFit Challenge. So I just want to do a shout out for all the organizers and all the volunteers and everyone involved in bringing that uh, FireFit Challenge here to the town of Amherst. And what a great showing that we had. Crossroads, which is a business in the Pugwash area, owner Lee Weir, his and his team, him and his team, uh, Crossroads held this huge summer family event over the past weekend uh, on site, a car show, and it was just amazing. 
and uh, really geared for families as well. So I just want to say a shout out to Lee Weir, this just uh, enterprising entrepreneur, and he's just doing great things. Very proud of him. And then, of course, the Amherst Curling Rink held the beer gardens with a band called Big Fish. And many of us listening know Dale Letcher, who grew up in Northport. Him and his wife, Sarah, are in the band. And I believe Dale even started the band Big Fish years ago. And we all love Dale and and Sarah. And they put on a great show this past weekend at the Amherst Curling Rink. So those were just a few of many of the activities that happened here in Cumberland County. Uh, over this last weekend. So lots more happening coming up in the week ahead. So I hope that you're able to go out and get involved and be active in our community. One of the things that's happening nationally this week, it's actually news all over the world, and that is the Pope of the Catholic Church is visiting Canada today and offering an apology to the Indigenous people of our country for some of the abuses that happened in the residential school system. So please keep that on your mind today. It's a very important, uh, important visit to the Indigenous people of this country and to many people as we continue on our path of truth and reconciliation and healing for many people throughout this great country of Canada. I would like to extend my best wishes to anyone who is celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week. And first of all, I'd like to wish Fred Somerton a happy birthday today on Monday, July the 25th. Fred is a newcomer. Him and his wife, Jennifer, moved here to the town of Amherst, to Cumberland County. One of the many people that moved to our area, uh, they moved here last summer. And I remember meeting them when I was going door to door Um canvassing during the election and they were unpacking their boxes and what a what a delight to have them here in our communities and Jennifer is now working with the Cumberland Business Connector and doing great work so I want to send a shout out and a happy birthday to Fred Somerton so glad that we have you here as part of our community in Cumberland County also a happy birthday to Ashley Longshaw a beautiful young woman in our town. Tomorrow, Tuesday the 26th, Nadine Boudreau-Leblanc is celebrating a birthday. And on Wednesday, my own Matthew McCrossin is celebrating a birthday. On Thursday the 28th, Crystal Lawrence is celebrating. Shirley Halley is as well. And Lacey Fisher. On Friday the 29th, Beth Drummond and Jerry Halley, former mayor of Amherst, wonderful man, is celebrating a birthday. And on Saturday the 30th, Jackie Cook and Patty Colson are celebrating. So anyone else celebrating this week, I hope that you have an enjoyable celebration with family and friends. I would like to extend my condolences to anyone who has lost a loved one recently and pray that you'll be comforted during this time of grief. I would like to mention... Uh, my condolences for the families of Chester Kay, Brenda Lee LeBlanc, Wanda Mabel Meisner, and Morgan Hunter. Anyone else who has lost a loved one at this time, please accept my condolences. 47 years ago today, on July the 25th, 1975, my mother, my own mother died from melanoma, a type of skin cancer. She was only 28 years old. And I wanted to mention it today to honor her and also to to use it as an opportunity for a little education 
uh, about melanoma. Melanoma is the most serious type of skin cancer, and it develops in the cells, the melanocytes, that produce melanin, which is the pigment, pigment that gives your skin its color. Melanoma can also form in your eyes and rarely inside your body, such as your nose or your throat. The exact cause of melanomas is not clear, but exposure to ultraviolet radiation from sunlight or tanning lamps and beds increases your risk of developing melanoma. So limiting your exposure to ultraviolet light and radiation can help reduce your risk of melanoma. The risk of melanoma seems to be increasing in people under 40, especially women. So knowing the warning signs of skin cancer can help to ensure that cancerous changes are detected early and treated before the cancer has time to spread. Melanoma can be treated successfully if it is detected early. Unfortunately, my mother, when she detected it, she was only 23 when, when she found the cancer, um, it had already spread. And it was a mole on her leg that she knew was there. It had started to bleed and just delayed in getting to the doctor and to the surgeon to get it removed. If, so if you have a mole that you're concerned about, get it assessed. And I'm going to go over A, B, C, D, and E, things that you can look for, characteristics of unusual moles. So A is for asymmetrical shape. Look for moles with irregular shapes, such as two very different looking halves. So if it's asymmetrical, that is a reason to have a mole investigated. B is for an irregular border. So look for moles with irregular, notched, or scalloped borders. That can be a characteristic of a melanoma. C is for changes in color. Look for growths that have many colors or an uneven distribution of color. That can be a sign of a melanoma. D is for diameter. Look for new growth in a mole larger than a quarter of an inch, about six millimeters. If it's larger than about six millimeters, you should have that mole investigated. And E is for evolving. Look for changes over time, such as a mole that grows in size or changes in color or shape. Moles may also evolve to develop new signs and symptoms, such as itchiness or bleeding, and that is what happened with my mom. So don't hesitate. And if you have a mole that, you know, when you look at those A, B, C, D, and E characteristics, uh, if you go to your physician or nurse practitioner and ask, please do not just get it burned off. Because if it is melanoma, you will not know. It needs to be cut out, surgically be, surgically removed, sent for pathology to determine if it is cancer or not. So just keep all those things in mind. And on this anniversary of my mother's uh, death from melanoma, I want to take this opportunity to encourage anyone listening that has a mole that is changing and that has any of those characteristics to get it removed. And you could be saving your life because cancer, when detected early, can be cured. I am still a registered nurse and I can't help myself whenever I see an opportunity to have early detection of disease and or prevention of disease. So protect yourself out there in these sunny days. Uh, Wear a hat, wear protective clothing, wear sunscreen, and protect yourself from potentially developing a skin cancer. The one thing I will say about my mom, she was only 28 years old when she left this earth, but her spirit lives on. 
And I wanted to share with you, it's through her illness, through her suffering, through the betrayal she experienced before she died, that she taught me, I believe, life's most important lesson. And that is the power of forgiveness. Light can overcome darkness. Love can overcome hurt and pain and suffering. It can. There is no pain, not one pain that cannot be healed through the, without the power of love and forgiveness. Because of my own mother's faith, she taught me the power of love and forgiveness. She had a beautiful, pure heart of that, I am sure. In my daily life, I'm continuously meeting people that knew her. Most recently, I had a conversation with Bev Brown. Bev, many of you listening may know Bev. She's a retired registered nurse. And I didn't know this, but Bev actually took care of my mother when she was in hospital for quite a while um, in some of her final days. And she shared, um, you know, we shared some stories about my mom recently. And now Bev Brown is my Uncle Dean's life partner. It's such a small world. And I just share this all with you because many of you listening have lost loved ones close to you. But through you, their spirit lives on. And there's much that we can learn and have learned from those that have gone before us. So on that note, I will end my MLA update and wish you all a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And I also want to say a great thank you to Mr. Ron Bickle and the team at CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to share with you my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Take care.